Hey there, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey there, everybody. It's Franklin Taggart, and it is a virtual coffee break. Yes, this is my coffee. And uh, let's grab a beverage and have a chat for a minute. The thing that's on my mind uh, today is placing value on what you do or what you offer. Um, and the, the trigger for this one uh, was that I was able to look in on a preliminary offer by my friend Dre Bel Beltrami. Um, some of you may remember that I just interviewed her a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, uh, Your Own Best Company. Um, Dre is someone I've known for a couple of years now, and she is she's by far one of the most capable and creative branding experts that I've ever uh, met. And Dre is really a, a generous person. <laughs> like if you go to her website and just look at, you know, take, take a look around at some of the things that she offers, um, there are some quizzes there that are, you know, really good for helping you to de de define your brand archetype. And there are some, you know, really helpful things like design kits and things like that. Well, she put together uh, a new offer that's just beyond all of those other things that she's ever done. And she could easily charge hundreds of dollars for, for what she's put together. Um, it's a, a brand recognition system, and I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail because it hasn't been made public yet. But the thing that that really struck me about that is that here, here Dre could easily be making you know, hundreds of dollars by selling this, uh, and she's giving it away and it's a promotional that helps her sell her services. Um, her brilliant Dre for a day services, uh, where you get a chance to, to work with her for a day and she helps you to get all of your branding, um, package put together so that it's, you know, coherent, beautiful, and effective. Well, this, this new offer that she's created includes probably six or seven different major components that, that could each easily be a course of their own, or a mini course at least. And here she is. She's given it away, you know, for, you know, for nothing in return except your email address. Well, partly the value of an email address is definitely has definitely gone up in recent years um, with the proliferation of mediocre lead magnets um, and people kind of getting wise to the idea that you know a PDF is all you're going to get in exchange for your email. Um, this is this is definitely um, a pie in the face of that idea. Um, the thing that that strikes me is that I think one of the most challenging things that I that I hear from people is they don't know how to price what they're what they're offering, and they don't know what to give away, and they don't know what to charge for, and they don't know what price to put things at, and there's there's no rule book anywhere that says that you have to price things a certain way, and basically the rule of thumb has always been that you know. 
if people won't pay for it, it's probably too expensive or they don't need it. Um, so what I would look at as, you know, kind of a general, uh, general question is how long is it going to be before everything's free? Because we just keep, we keep pushing the envelope on how, how much is included in the free offering as compared to the things that we pay for. Um, and for creators, that's a very, you know, important question. Um, because the creative seems to be the thing that is going to the lowest bidder more and more and more and more. Um, I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and we were looking at Fiverr. And this is a person who has experience in um, different kinds of production. And as we looked at all of the different kinds of production that were available on Fiverr that he could market himself toward, prices were all over the map from $5 on up to $5,000. And there was no rhyme or reason. The $5,000 one didn't appear to be any, you know, any greater in terms of quality than even the low cost ones. So for a creator, in this uh, in this world, finding a price point that you know is sustainable for you as a business and as a lifestyle, um, in the midst of a marketplace where the lowest common denominator, or the lowest bidder, gets the job, it's a challenging time. So the question that I always have to ask is, when you're charging for something, what people are paying for is the difference that it makes. And we always have to keep coming back to that. It's not, it's not necessarily the content or the material or the course or the book or whatever it is that they're buying. It's not that that has the intrinsic value. The intrinsic value is in the difference that is made for the person who is buying. Now, again, I could, I could look at Dre's offer here and I could say, and if I just took all of these principles that you just put down in this beautiful presentation and applied them, my branding would just be spotless. And there are certainly reasons why I don't do that, but I won't go into that here. But the fact is, is that I, I could easily, um, if, if I were looking for this material and, f and I found a material of this quality, I would expect to pay something for it. She's not asking for money. She's asking for an email address. So I don't have any answers to this particular question. I don't have an answer to say, you know, it should be this much. That is something that you're going to have to work out both in terms of deciding what you need in order to keep producing what you're making or what you're delivering. And the people on the other end are going to have to determine what they are willing to pay for it. And so it's always going to be that dance. You know, how much do you need in order to continue to, to deliver these things? And how much are they willing to pay? And we're going to continue to work that out until, until we reach a point where we don't have to anymore. And I'm not sure what that looks like either. Because the impetus to, you know, to do the creating... You know, if there is not uh, a value attached to that in the world 
for some people, that's a deal breaker. And it's like, well, why, why do it anymore? Now, yeah, I get it. The altruists are going to say, you know, you should be creating for the sake of creating. Well, that's all well and good. And even artists have to pay the bills. And if there are, if, as long as there are bills to pay and artists can, can pay their bills through, through selling their work, well, more power to us. In the music industry, we've seen that music, the, the value of music, the perceived value, value of music in the marketplace has just continued to go down and down and down and down until now when music, to consume music, any music that you want to get is virtually free. You know, for pennies a day, you can have access to almost any song that has ever been recorded. And, you know, I, I remember growing up, you know, I'd go down to the uh, to the Coronet store in Evanston, Wyoming, throw down my dollar and buy the latest single. Well, a dollar now will get you, you know, three days of, of streaming any song that you want to hear. It's a different animal. So how do the, how do, how are the musicians going to navigate that? How are they going to get paid for the music that they make? Well, many of them are finding that they won't be able to get paid enough to make music, that it has to be a part of something else, something bigger, something more fashionable, you know, something, something that's more of a cultural movement rather than just the music itself. And so they're finding that just the music by itself, for most musicians, doesn't have the weight, the value to, to sustain them. So we're in weird times when it comes to, to money and what is something worth and how do, we, how do we find where the line is between what we give away and what do we charge for. Um, I was encouraged, um, I, I mentioned a book by Danielle Gardner called Quiet Marketing not too long ago. And Danielle has an interesting proposition, and that is that she won't let anybody on her email list until they've bought something from her. Well, I kind of like that, actually. I think that's a, that's a pretty brilliant thing. So it's like she wants to make sure that they've already made the commitment before she's going to let them in on her on her email list where she gives away even more stuff. It's not where you give away the email up front. No, she's saying buy something first and then you can join the email list. That's an interesting proposition. I wonder how many people that will work for. And I wonder if that could become a rule rather than an exception to the rule. But we'll just have to wait and see now. So I don't have any answers for that question. How do you value your work? But I do have a lot, of, a lot more questions, I think. Um, now that I've started thinking about it and I'll probably return to it, um, as a coach, I'm always wondering, you know, how do I charge for what I do? Um, it's not necessarily a real tangible thing except for the results that the person on the receiving end gets. And, you know, if they don't take the, the experience of our coaching and create the results that they want, they're basically just paying for a nice conversation. That's weird. <laughs>
So anyhow, folks, um, those are the thoughts for the day. I appreciate you always. Um, your time and your attention are valuable to me, and I know that you could be in a hundred other places right now. And the fact that you're here with me just is deeply appreciated. And I hope that this has been something that at least, you know, gets the brain cells firing a little bit and um, that you'll find something of importance uh, in the uh, in the spill that I just made. I'll be back again tomorrow with another coffee break, and I will look forward to being with you then. Thank you.